We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, welcome back. Nine o'clock hour, Jay Binkley, JT Noah. Time to talk Kansas State. Time to talk the uh, the Pop Tart Bowl with the longtime uh, friend of mine, John Kurtz, our K State insider and host of Three Maw on KC Sports Network. That's a creative name, uh, John. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's maybe the best professional accomplishment uh, I've had in my career was playing a part in coming up with that name. I actually don't remember which one of the three of us specifically came up with that, but uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. K-State's been uh, Chris Kleiman. I mean, what, what a home run hire that's been. I, I think Kansas actually went to that script with Lance Leipold, to be honest with you, you know, get somebody that's actually proven to be a winner and <laughs> has won national titles and he's done a great job, but uh, bizarre game. It, I love the fact that it's the first game ever, what first bowl game ever in Florida. And the K-State fans uh, seem to be going there in thousands. Yeah, I, I was, as a, a fan and a media member who attended uh, a bunch of these games, in fact, I just tallied it up the other day, I think it was like 12 full games I've been to. There's so many of the same ones over and over again. You know, I mean, if I if I never go to the Liberty Bowl again, I will die a happy man. <laughs> you drive there, uh, so though. It was, nice, it, was, it was nice to get some new ones in the mix. That is one thing, you know, I like a lot of what Brett Yormark has done, most of what Brett Yormark has done. But I would put high on the list of things that I would like to see there is to freshen up the uh, the bowl rotation. But this was a welcome change for K-State fans. Really wanted to go there in 2019 when, in fact, they got stuck to the Liberty Bowl instead. Uh, they had a better record and beat Iowa State that year. Um, had a better record than them and beat them. And Iowa State got to play Notre Dame in this bowl game. And, and K-State got to go to the Liberty Bowl to play Navy. So that was, uh, that was a pretty crappy deal for K-State back then. But, yeah, I think K-State fans are welcoming uh, not only a new environment to go explore a bowl game, but also the fact that this one feels different. You know, I mean, this is the 
this is the first time that K-State has had a bowl game that really feels like it is the, the start of next season as opposed to the end of this year because there's been some change with the roster. Biggest, of course, at quarterback in the Avery Johnson era. You've got Connor Riley now taking the, the reins as offensive coordinator. Not permanently yet, but I would expect that to be the case as long as things don't go disastrously uh, in the bowl game for the offense. And there's going to be so many young playmakers that we'll get a chance to uh, to see for the first time, too. So it really does feel like it's got a different sort of edge to it because you're going to see a lot of what the, the 2024 edition of this team is actually going to look like. The uh, Pop-Tart Bowl starts 445, Orlando, Florida, 67 degrees there. Now, Lane Kiffin had made comments, and he, he's definitely taken advantage of the transfer portal. I mean, he's not, he's not shying away from that. But it's kind of like the NFL during the playoffs if they had free agency then. Because just the fact you can't see a Will Howard, in, 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 the transfer portal's open, you got all these players that left. It's such a bizarre feeling. Um, it has to be, even for you, the covering a team like you, you do, to have these players that can hit the portal before their bowl game. It is weird, man. I mean, it's it's just a wild, wild west sort of feeling, and especially now with the NCAA coming in and allowing multi-time transfers now without any sort of yeah, issue either. It used to be you could kind of feel like, hey, like, all right, if you've got a guy who's in your program that's already transferred before, you're, you can feel secure with that. Now you've got to make sure that you're re-recruiting all of those players too. Uh, you know, and even after these bowl games, like there's still a little bit of a window there for guys to, to enter the transfer portal. So it just feels like you're, you're constantly, constantly uh, re-recruiting that roster. And, you know, I mean, I think K-State has done a pretty good job for the most part. I know there's been a lot made about all the transfers that they had. A, a lot of those, you know, I think this is where – a couple of things are happening. One, people are just still getting used to the new reality of college football where it's you're going to have guys transferring, and it's not just because yeah, players can leave. It's also because coaches are kind of encouraging guys like, hey, you're probably not going to play. Like, it's going to be in your best interest to leave. And, you know, the majority, two-thirds to three-quarters of the players that have left K-State's program this offseason have been those guys. Now, I won't deny, you know, like Kobe Savage. I think that one really caught them off guard. I think that was pretty – NIL driven uh he's now going to Oregon and I think that really opened up uh some eyes on the staff about how much they're going to really have to pump into NIL but you know it's a lot of things Nate Matlack left and went to Pitt because he felt like he wasn't a a 3-4 defensive end he's too small for that and wasn't as effective because of it and then frankly I think he's right and then K-State went out and got a 290 pound Juco defensive end so there's a lot of stuff like that happening um and that that's what you can do you know it goes two ways I guess is the point that I would make on that it's not just guys leaving for greener pastures it's also the coaches being like hey man this is going to be better for you we feel like we can upgrade here um and that that's the reality of it right now so uh for k-state to hang on to avery johnson and and basically all the playmakers on offense with colin klein leaving as the offensive coordinator i think was uh was one heck of an accomplishment yeah no question i am curious though because uh, will howard uh you know on his way to uh play with lincoln riley in usc and jake rubley you never really got to, to see their Kansas State going to Illinois State now. Does that change things with Miller Moss for USC throwing for six touchdowns yesterday? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a really interesting storyline because there, there, were, there were a couple reports, and I, I guess I put in air quotes reports that have been out there on Twitter about Will and USC. I mean, I know for a fact he did visit there, I think it was two weekends ago, He, he on his Instagram story. You could see that. He was at the Coliseum. So he visited there, but – there was never any confirmation that he had actually committed. And then the okay. latest report that we saw from on three was that 
he was considering Ohio State, USC, and or the NFL. Yeah. And, I mean, that's something I've been hearing the whole time was that the NFL was, was also still a, a possibility here. And he seems to be really careful about what he's doing. And, yeah, if I would have watched that game, that would give me a lot yeah. of second thoughts there. Because, is he, you know, look, I love Will Howard. I think he's a very effective quarterback, and, and he takes too much crap from a lot of K-State fans. But, you know, is he that much better than what we saw from Miller Moss yesterday? I, I'm really not sure. You know I mean? Will, I think, is a guy that can be really good if you put a lot of weapons around him. Like, that's what he was in 2022. He was incredibly effective uh, for K-State with a bunch of weapons around him. They weren't quite as good around him this past year, and he struggled a little bit more. So he, he's not a guy that I think is going to go in there and, like, really elevate a bunch of dudes himself. But if you have a ready-made roster, he can absolutely sling the ball around and get it to your weapons. So – I don't know. If I were him, that would that would give me a lot of pause, and I, I really, frankly, don't have a great feel for what's going to happen with that at the end of the day now. Yeah, I, I didn't know either yet because he hasn't uh, formally said anything about it, but it was always thought to be uh, USC. All right, let's talk about what the, the, the now, the future with Kansas State, with Avery Johnson. Um, it's a guy that, uh, you know, got some playing time, then they kind of backed off him uh, a little bit. The guy provides a spark. I he literally, when he touches the football, it's like lightning. Anything can happen when he's got the football. He's an exciting player to watch. What's K-State got uh, in the future here with Avery? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this, <laughs> the ceiling is as high as you want to you wanna put it for him. Like, I think he is that kind of talent, like generational talent uh, at quarterback for K-State. And everybody obviously has seen the legs. I mean, that's what you're referring to. He comes yeah. in against... Texas Tech and has a five-touchdown game, uh, just lights them up on the ground. All he needs is a sliver of space, and he's going to be gone. He's just got elite, elite speed. Pretty darn elusive, too. Um, but he can really throw the ball. I mean, if you go back and watch his highlights at Mays High School in Kansas, like he's making a lot of off-platform throws. He's kind of that new generation of quarterback, different arm angles, off-platform stuff. And he's got an arm. And he has shown it a couple of times. There were a couple of throws in the TCU game in particular when he played, and that was the game where he was rotating. They basically perfectly rotated back and forth series with Howard and, and Avery Johnson and, and really lit them up. But he dropped a couple in the bucket to Jace Brown, who's another true freshman that, that's getting a lot of run right now, at wide receiver, and had a really nice season. Um, he can absolutely throw it. And I think he wanted to throw it more than what he was allowed to do this year by Colin Klein. I legitimately think there was some frustration there with how Colin – used him uh throughout the year he does not want to be a running quarterback he wants to be a a guy that can sling it that can also utilize his legs when needed and so my hope is that you see that today uh the other thing that i will say about him is just that i mean he's a sponge he is somebody that they, they just rave about his attitude how much he studies the game he got there early uh for spring ball last year to learn everything he can like he is very much just the perfect kind of attitude and i think that was reflected in what happened when, when Colin Klein left. There was never really any wavering from him. I, I think within his camp, uh, perhaps there was more of a desire to, to maybe explore some things, but Avery basically shut that down, and he was he was going to stay put at, uh, at K-State and give this thing a shot. So he's, he's – I cannot tell you enough, like I cannot list enough superlatives about everything that he is going to potentially bring to the table. I will be very interested to see what the offense looks like because Connor Riley's an offensive line coach. I think there's always going to be a little concern there. All right, is this is this dude going to rely too heavily on the run game? Chris Kleiman says he wants to keep it uh, basically in-house right now because they've had so much success offensively, and Connor Riley had been the run game coordinator. He knows the offense. But I, I think they need to show Avery, like, hey, man, we're going to let you throw the ball. We're going to let you utilize some of these weapons that you have, like Jace Brown, Trace Spivey, uh, who's Junior Spivey's kid that's a, a pretty big, good-looking wide receiver that they have that's a young one. Um 
that we'll get a chance to see today, not for the first time, but for the first time in a while. So let's see. Let's see what that offense looks like. I'm very, very intrigued. Can Ben Sennett play for the Chiefs next year? Would that just be the perfect fit, man? Would, <laughs> would that be the perfect fit for Andy Reid? He's definitely a stud. I mean, he's, he's going to be a really good player for somebody. And that is one of the things, you know, in the bowl game, he, he's opting out. He's not going to play in the yeah. bowl game. Phillip, Phillip Brooks won't either. So there, there are a couple weapons down offensively. And those are the guys that Will Howard really leaned on the entirety of the season. Um, they didn't get as much as they expected out of Keegan Johnson, who I think still has a really high ceiling battled some injuries and wasn't as productive as they wanted him to be. So it was definitely Senate. There was the safety blanket. And then really Phillip Brooks kind of is what he is. He's not super dynamic at receiver, but he's pretty reliable. And uh, they had to rely on him a ton, but yeah, I mean, Senate is great and he's going to go on to have a, a tremendous professional career. And I would also say, keep an eye today on Garrett Oakley, who's Oakley? A, tight, a tight end that I think they feel like might have a higher ceiling than Senate, at least in terms of being just a pure pass catcher. He's not as big. He's a little more fluid of an athlete, and he flashed at a couple points this year. But there, I I heard whispers early on this season in practice about they were like, man, this Garrett Oakley kid is going to be really good. Um, So he's another one. He's another one that I'm really excited to see what the connection is going to look like between he and Avery Johnson today. Yeah, I enjoyed watching Ben all year. Uh, What about next year when you you look at the uh, Big 12? Obviously not having Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Is this going to be Kansas State's run? Is Kansas, you know, building themselves up? Obviously, Oklahoma State appears if if Bowman can get that extra year eligibility. I don't know if he's going to get it or not, but Ollie Gordon's coming back. Uh, West Virginia seems to be on the right track as well. Is K-State going to be one of these teams you're talking about as the favorite team in the Big 12 each year? I think they should be in the conversation. I think next year the Big 12 like is going to be wild because to me there's like seven teams you could probably make a case for as, as a potential Big 12 favorite. Then you throw in unbalanced schedules, so you have to go through and look at everybody's schedule, and that can wildly vary. For instance, West Virginia, they won nine games. I think there's a lot to like there, but if you go look at their schedule, to me they've got five of the top six teams on their schedule next year. This year they avoided most of the top teams, and, and some of that nine wins is schedule-driven. So – throw that in with the, the tiebreaker thing, which the big 12 clearly didn't have figured no. out this year. I, I, they're going to have to figure that out for next year. I don't, anything could happen, but look, I mean, I think K state, if Avery Johnson is as advertised, they should absolutely be in the mix there. I think their schedule is fairly tough. Now they're going to get Arizona, but that's a non-con game technically because that had been scheduled out before. And that might help because Arizona is one of those teams. I would say like Arizona, Utah, Kansas, K state, Iowa state, Oklahoma state, and maybe West Virginia, you, you could all make a case for that. They should be top tier big 12 teams, potentially the big 12 favorites. And look, Kansas, that offense is going to be really salty. Coming back is huge. I think he's excellent. I, I would look, Ollie Gordon is great. I think Devin Neal is every bit as good as, as Ollie Gordon as a running back. And you combine that with those receivers. The, the thing with Kansas is offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes has been way up or way down uh, throughout his career. So it's hard to know what you're going to get there. And then, like, frankly, if Jason Bean were coming back, I think Kansas should be the Big 12 favorite. But Jalen Daniels, I don't know how you can trust that that guy's going to be healthy for an entire season. And I don't think Cole Ballard has the type of ceiling to say that they would win the conference if he is going to be playing. But they do have a pretty favorable schedule. It's just, to me, going to come down to offensive coordinator and quarterback and how much can you really trust that. But the rest of the infrastructure is definitely there. I mean, hey – Oklahoma State just finished off a 10-win season in what was supposed to be a rebuilding year for them, and they've got Ollie Gordon coming back. So you see, you can just go down the line and make cases for a bunch of teams next year in the Big 12. Yeah, Jed Fish really has Arizona playing well. I can't wait for that uh, 
the, the game. It's uh, tonight, the uh, Oklahoma and Arizona. I think that'll be fun. Uh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl, it's going to have a uh, edible mascot, John. Uh, <laughs> the first one we've seen. Um, I, I have questions. <laughs> I have questions. Now, this Pop-Tart's going to be running around the stands, right, in in as an edible Pop-Tart, but they're going to have to change the costume, right, at the end when the players eat the Pop-Tart? Yeah, I don't. I, I have no idea how that's going to work. I was like, I guess I hope it doesn't rain. I haven't checked the forecast in, in Orlando, but I don't know that anybody wants a soggy rainwater Pop-Tart. I, I can tell you through the esteemed reporting of uh, colleague Kellis Robinette from the uh, Kansas City Star that it is a frosted strawberry Pop-Tart that will be the edible okay. – uh, pop-tart mascot so those brown sugar cinnamon fans like myself are a little bit disappointed in that but at least we got we got the word on what exactly that will be i i really don't know how that is going to go uh but i will say they've done a great job embracing the gimmick and that trophy that they had with you know it's basically a toaster on top <laughs> yeah, with cool. tarts they stuck in it and that was great and like if we're being honest you can love it or hate it but the reality is in today's day and age if you want to get attention on your bowl game and you're not a new year six bowl you got to just embrace the gimmick. I mean, we've seen it with dumping Cheez-Its on guys and the Cheez-It Bowl mascot that they've had. Obviously, the Duke's Mayo Bowl last night. Everybody's yeah, waiting around for that. So much so that USC, after winning the Holiday Bowl, tried to copy that. And they, like, dump Mayo on Lincoln Riley. I mean, so that tells you how much traction the Duke's Mayo Bowl is making. And then now the Pop-Tarts Bowl, that's been uh, all over Twitter and everything. So, like, I think that's just kind of the, the reality of where we're at right now. So, you know, there's a little, little fun element to it, too, which I kind of like. Yeah, just looking forward to the end of the game. If if Kansas State wins, you know, Avery Johnson holding that giant six-foot Pop-Tart or whatever it is, <laughs> and the rest of the team grabbing a piece of it. It could be epic, man. It could be epic uh, for the Wildcats. John, you'll be in tomorrow, right, 2-4, to four, so you'll have some reaction on the K-State game. That that is correct. Very much, uh, very much looking forward to that. Getting uh, getting with my guy Rob, and uh, yeah, we'll have you for a couple hours tomorrow. So make sure and tune in. Look forward to. That. By the way, this Ben Senna man, we've been talking about him all year in our our draft show. We've been doing our podcast. <laughs> I wish he's played at this bowl game because, man, we he is like one of our favorite players, dude. He's just so reliable, so, fun. so athletic. Like you just, yeah, he's a very fun player to watch very quick for his size. He's pretty big, you know, so he was a better blocking tight end, I think, than Garrett Oakley, who I was talking about, maybe having a higher ceiling behind him. He's just really versatile and a great story. Like, he's definitely going to be a dude that works hard because he was not heralded at all coming in. Um, He was not drawing any attention at all when he came into K-State's program and kind of just exploded out of nowhere. And don't be deceived, like, I think he was the first team all Big 12 fullback. They always, like, snuck him in yeah. at fullback so they could make sure he was getting all Big 12 honors, basically. He, he is not a fullback. That's that's a dude that's going to be a, a really good NFL tight end. Wasn't he going to go to North Dakota State with Kleiman? Like, wasn't he yeah, originally going to go? I think he was going to go somewhere sure like that. that. I, see, I was trying to think. I, I need to go back and double-check this. I couldn't remember if he was officially on scholarship when he first came into the program because I was thinking he may not have been. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But that tells you, I mean, like I didn't know anything about him when he showed up on campus, uh, and then he just exploded onto everybody's radar. Yeah, I thought there was some kind of connection. I couldn't remember what it was. But, John, we'll be watching that uh, game tonight, and then, of course, uh, you'll be in tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Happy New Year, my friend. Hey, same to you, Ben. Great to hear from you, man. There's John Kurtz right there. Thank you, John, uh, for giving an update on the Pop-Tart Bowl. And he's, he's just as curious as anybody else. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. What, they're using strawberry? Strawberry, unbelievable. Well, it's like their go-to one, isn't it? Well, it's strawberry brown sugar, and like he said, I'm a brown sugar fan as well. What's the, what do you think the, the most sellable Pop-Tart is? The most sellable one? 
I think s'mores probably that sounds more appealing than anything. Well, yeah, but that's not like their original one. Their original ones were brown sugar and strawberry, and I bet I bet strawberry outlast brown sugar and the most sellable one. But I'm still a brown sugar fan. Well, he's right on, a, you know, embracing this stuff. It's like the Duke's, like Neil Brown got the uh, mayo uh, mayonnaise dump on him last night. Just embrace it, man. Oh, you got to embrace it. Embrace it. Anyway, we'll take a timeout. Back to the Kansas City Chiefs and Cincinnati Bengals next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Fiscal in the Morning. Jay Binkley, JT Noah. Yeah, well, Ben said it, man. I wish he wouldn't opt in out of this game. That, I mean... That's been one of our favorite players to watch for Kansas State all year. This kid came there, what, 200 pounds, 205 pounds, something like that. He was a hockey player, too. But what he was is he went to school, Kleiman went to school with his dad. And I do believe he was going to still go up to North Dakota State with him at that point. But he went to his alma mater. Like, he came out of Chris Kleiman's alma mater in Waterloo, Iowa, at, uh, at, at Columbus Catholic there. So and he went to school with his dad, with Ben Sennett's dad. I just think it would have been a great story, and that's what the Pop-Tart Bowl needed. It needed some Ben Sennett. That guy, I mean, you think mm-hmm. about Chiefs. Yeah, he's listed as a fullback for all Big 12. He plays tight end. That's a guy that can do a lot of different – kind of reminds me of Hunter Loopke a little bit from North Dakota State as far as uh, everything he can do. Would love to see this guy with the Chiefs. Yeah, he was – I think his, like, I wouldn't say, quote-unquote, like, shining moment, but for me, his shining moment – was the Mizzou game, man. He was he was 
unguardable. The defense for the Mizzou could not stop him. He was going down the field with a seam route. He was running wheel routes. They just couldn't stop him, and they couldn't find ways to get the hands on him before he got past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he's a fun player to watch. By the way, I did uh, look up what the top-selling Pop-Tart was uh, during the break. What is it? Uh, frosted strawberry and frosted brown sugar cinnamon are the best-selling flavors. Told you. Kellogg swears to us that frosted uh, this from uh, uh, obviously Google search. The, the frosted strawberry followed by frosted brown sugar cinnamon are the most popular flavors. But uh, the Huffington Post, I guess, did a uh, taste test with it and declared uh, cinnamon brown sugar the winner. Let's go! I like the s'mores one, though. I like that. Uh, well, like... The s'mores one's great, but I'm saying those are the OGs. Strawberry and brown sugar are the OG Pop-Tarts. The other ones sound better eating cold. The strawberry sounds better if you heated it up. The other ones, I'm sure, are better heated up. I'm sure all of them are better heated up, but I'm thinking cold. Like, you don't want to heat things up, right? You just want to grab it and go. I, I, I don't heat up my s'mores Pop-Tart. Now, it probably would be pretty good heated up because it melts the chocolate and the marshmallow gets gooey, but I like them cold. Well, you do have bowl games today starting at 10 a.m. in what we call the Major League Stadium Series. SMU and Boston College get going at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. that starts the Fenway, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, uh, followed by 115 Rutgers of Miami in Yankee Stadium. So two Major League Stadiums used back-for-back, back-to-back in bowl games in the afternoon. Kansas State, actually, the Pop-Tart Bowl at 445 um, in Orlando, so 345 uh, local time uh, down in Florida. Again, Kansas State's a first trip uh, to the state of Florida for a bowl game. Then tonight, the uh, Valermo Alamo Bowl, uh, Jed Fish, a newcomer to the Big 12, Arizona next year against uh, the Big 12 team leaving in Oklahoma tonight, Arizona in Oklahoma. So a lot of Big 12 That's fans be a for game. Arizona. That's going to be a firework game, uh, Oklahoma and Arizona. Oklahoma lost a lot in the transfer portal. Yeah, including including their offensive tackle who went to Mizzou. Who's from Lee Summit. Yeah, and who, who his dad is getting so many bad reviews online because of it. From from State Farm. Yeah. Caden Green. Caden Green, man. Now they both tackles from Mizzou are from Lee Summit North. That'll well, be starting next year for him. I understand if he goes like somewhere else or something, fans get him. So but he went back to his state, man. Yeah. It's a big difference. He was recruited by Missouri. He was. And the only reason uh, that he went to Oklahoma was, I believe his dad was from, went to Oklahoma as well. But you think about it, Mizzou now has really good NIL like deals because of the laws that Missouri has passed for that. And also Missouri's now back on the map. I mean, that's the big thing is Missouri's football team is back on the map. Well, obviously Dylan Gabriel's now gone is, is the quarterback for Oklahoma. He's one of those that jumped into the, into the transfer portal. So the starter for Oklahoma tonight against Arizona will be uh, Jackson Arnold. You know who I was hoping is going to be the starter? Who? It's not going to happen, but it's just he's got the best name in college football. Is it uh, Butt? General Booty. General Booty. General Booty. Um, he didn't hit the transfer portal, did he? I don't think he did. He'd... No, he didn't. You might see some General Booty tonight then. That means the I mean, it's John David Booty is related to him, but that's the best name in college football, General Booty, for the Oklahoma Sooners. Why can't he be the starter? 
Because I didn't even know. He, I didn't think he was the quarter, uh, quarterback. He played in the uh, season over against Arkansas State. He get General Booty got some action. Oh, okay. He got booty action. He went to he went to JUCO, but General Booty, the best name in college athletics for Oklahoma. Jed Fish in Arizona, man. That team really turned on. That's number 14 and number 12 in the country going night. So a nice slate of bowl games uh, throughout the day. I, I still don't know what kind of award that is from SMU out of Dallas um, playing a bowl game in Fenway. Um, not exactly a tropical location this time of year, even though it's, what, 44 degrees in Boston, and they will have a bowl game. Uh, the Rutgers-Miami game in the Bronx is 47 degrees. Man, I was hoping for 26 in snow. Yeah, what a what a, what a joy for Dallas to go, SMU going all the way from nice, warm Dallas up there. And playing Boston College in their backyard. Then, of course, uh, in New York, they have Rutgers, hoping for that draw uh, from the Rutgers crowd. Uh, going over there, but Cincinnati, Kansas City, uh, obviously uh, Sean Levine will have the uh, Cody and Gold uh, show coming up next. Uh, Drew Nixon's back, and Drew will be in with us tomorrow, uh, nine o'clock for the roundtable. So some Drew uh, with that, and then uh, some uh, Rob Brinton, obviously for the Chiefs game, and also uh, give Rob a few minutes to uh, gloat about his Jayhawks. Yeah, we'll have to give him some time to gloat, but hopefully, hopefully. I can gloat uh, because I'm back here on Tuesday morning for Fesco in the morning. I can gloat about Mizzou be- beating the Buckeyes on Friday night. Well, there you go. There you go. It just all makes sense. Now, we'll take a timeout, come back with why this Bengals game. Actually, you can say it's the biggest game of the year for the Chiefs next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, straight A student, but I'm friends with the cool kids. Following the rules and the rubric. Freestyle on the bus and it's too lit. Everybody like, hold down, who's this? Who's this? Raising the stakes like Roos Chris. Clockwork, how shine like Kubrick. Yeah, I heard what you got with the music. Think that it's hot, but it's not like Welcome music. back. Let's go in the morning. Jay Binkley, JT Noah. That's a uh, pretty clear street there with Medcalf and the Shiny Mission Parkway. Right, is there's, there a, no, there's no rain or snow coming down anymore. Well, I mean, even when it did snow, it wasn't sticking, man. It was just it was basically dandruff. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying it was pretty coming down. Are people uh, taking off the – this? starting now and through tomorrow, like nobody works, do they? Apparently us two will, though. Well, yeah, we will. But the, the, this week is really yeah. – uh, I've always liked this week because there's a lot going on with the bowl games and a crucial game with the Chiefs and Bengals coming up this weekend. Yeah, it's a huge game this But everybody's weekend. gearing up to, uh, to watch this game, and there's so much intrepidation from Chiefs fans about this game. You just bring up the word Bengals, and people start to sweat a little bit because that doesn't matter their record or anything. It's still the Bengals, and they've had their way. You know the Chiefs haven't won like in Cincinnati. It was like going back to like '84 or something like that. I mean they don't play it all the time there, obviously, but it's been a minute. That team to me became public enemy number one. If you're a Chiefs fan, I mean the Bills, whatever, but you beat them in the playoffs a couple times. Like you've crushed their hearts at 13 seconds. But there's something about the Cincinnati Bengals. The jabronis. You know, this is yeah. something about that team. And my fa- and my family and friends give me a lot of crap because when I was younger, I actually was a uh, Bengals fan because I thought they were called the Bagels. 
and a bagel was my favorite food. And so my parents, during one of the Christmases, bought me a lot of Bengals gear because I called them the bagels. And so I have quite a few uh, Bengals gear downstairs in my in our man cave. And actually, lucky enough, I don't know if you know who Chase Kaufman is, but he went. <laughs> of course, I do, man. Okay, he went to Ray Peck. I know he went to Ray Peck. He went to he went to Cincinnati. He was at Cincinnati for a time, and I've got a couple. His of dad his, was Paul Kaufman, right? And I have a couple of Cincinnati gear signed by him, so I have some stuff signed by him. You had Ray Peck, man. What? Were you, were you around during the three-peat? Didn't they three-peat once? Well, I was a young kid, but, but they yeah. They Yeah, they three-peated. And that Chase was in class five. Class teams. five, yeah. And his brother was the quarterback. Yep. Carson, who ended up playing at uh, Indiana, wasn't it? Carson Kaufman at Indiana? Uh, Indiana, yep. Yeah, so it's uh, a lot of Ray Peck. Of course, Lou Grimm, uh, Ray Peck as well. Uh, this is funny. The top two text regarding, regarding you, buddy. I'll, I'll do the bad first. 913, your music is so bad, man. And then the next one, JT only slaps the best music and variety of music at that. So it's bad to good. So you're you're well, pissing half the people off and, and half the people like you. Well, I don't I don't take anything from the nine one three because they're Kansas people. So that's okay. Well, they don't have to be. Oh, okay. Well, the nine one three usually means they're Kansas. The eight one six is usually Missouri. So I I feel good with the eight one six saying I always got the slap music. But so. most people live in eight one six to nine one three. Yeah. They get and if you're criticizing my music because of a sports radio show, then well, it's both though, man. You take the good and the bad. I take the good and the bad. You have the Chiefs. You take the good and the bad. That's right. Connor half Price the people is hate amazing. you and half the people love you. Connor Price is goated. <laughs> but you take the good with the bad. That's why this game's so big with the Cincinnati Bengals, because you win this game, do you get rest again? It's Chargers. Do you worry about the two? You worry about the three? You're like, hey, man, this team just needs rest. This is the best way, this is the most viable way to go through the postseason. But everything's on the line. The Cincinnati game, and I call it the shut-up game because there is a ton of critics. Like, you can't flip the TV on. You got you have to have a tough stomach. Talked on the post game. There's been several times. It's like you may want to hold off. You like watching the national shows, which I I know everybody likes to see what everybody's talking about with you. But again, played it earlier. Reminded you the haters were out last year. They all said the Chiefs weren't going to win the AFC West, and they did. And they weren't going to make the playoffs at some point. Remember what? They had a couple losses on the season. Then ah, that runs over, and then they win it, the division for seven straight years. They win the Super Bowl. But this is a shut up game. Chiefs go out there and the narrative changes. Because you know how the NFL is, what have you done for me lately, right? It's like the MVP race. It keeps going back and forth. Like Brock Purdy got himself up there to the best odds to win the MVP. Then all of a sudden the Ravens shut that up. And they were pissed as well. That's why uh, the all 32 that couldn't go do, that's why I wanted this game, right? The, the Ravens, 49ers, they were five and a half point dogs. They did not like that. They did not like being the underdog to San Francisco. They go out there with their actions and they shut up the other team. Four interceptions will do that. But the MVP's gone back and forth. I, I think how we feel about certain teams has gone back and forth. We've got Gene Bataglia on uh, from uh, out in New York that covers the Buffalo Bills, and they play the Bills games there. He went to every practice for the Bills in the uh, through training camp. And that was a team that started off slow when they lose the Jets. And Zach Wilson, because Aaron Rodgers played like what, what one play? Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was four. If, well, essentially one throw. Yes, that is correct. But so that game, they lose that one. Then all of a sudden they, okay, look, okay. Then they go to London, lose to the Jags. And it's like, okay, they're back to being the Bills. But they've been up and down. And people love them. And then all of a sudden, nah, they've got to go a different direction. Then they fire Ken Dorsey. And oh, man, this thing's in shambles. Sean McDermott's going to be fired. And then all of a sudden, they have the uh, sixth best scoring defense for 
best uh, scoring offense in the NFL. And we're like, okay, the Buffalo Bills are actually good. They look great against the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs gave them that game. And then the Kadarius Tony, all sides. And then they they hammer Dallas. And then all of a sudden they go play the Chargers in a game they should have rolled, and they didn't. It came down to the wire. Again, interim coach with the Chargers. But how good are they? They do play the Patriots to finish. And then at Miami, which Miami's a little bit ticked at Buffalo because Buffalo hammered them 48-20 to 20 in Buffalo. So much is the grab. I mean, Josh Allen's MVP numbers have gone up. Everything is so fluid in the National Football League. It's fun. It's like the Chiefs. Again, you go out there, you win. I'm not calling for a three-touchdown win, but if that's what they do, the narrative changes. The narrative changes that, oh, man, maybe the Chiefs are figuring things out. You know, if they go, they play, they win, everything's good on the sideline, nobody's getting mad because the Chiefs are under the microscope, the Bill, the Bengals becomes the shut-up game. Uh, the shut-up game and an important game where you can set up your team to rest the to following re- week. The rest is huge. I mean, this game keeps getting bigger and bigger by the minute. Um, I, I can't wait. Like, I cannot wait uh, for this game. I can't wait for all of it. But this one, there's just so many storylines with this football game. Because if they go out and play like they did against the Raiders offensively, then it's like, I don't think this team has any hope. Because then all of a sudden, then you're banking on going out to the Chargers. And I get it, Mahomes is 17-1 and one on the road in the division. But then all of a sudden, you start to maybe think, okay, what's going to happen out there? Because you saw what happened to Buffalo last week going out and playing the Chargers. So, so much on the line with this game. There's a ton on the line, not only for the Chiefs, but also for the Bengals. So, like, even with Joe Burrow out I think that's the reason CBS wanted to keep it at their 325 slot. So you get Romo again. Right. You, you get, get Romo, Romo. Right. But I was thinking maybe they were going to switch it with the Ravens and Dolphins. Which is the better game. Which is definitely the better game. But they kept that one at noon. I'm just happy we can see both games without, see both. without having to keep your eye on both TVs. So I'm happy you can relax watching the game. And I don't know who you're rooting for in the, the first game, the Ravens-Dolphins. I think I'm rooting for the Gravity. Ravens. Gravity would be nice, yeah, gravity. But I think I'm rooting for the Ravens to win that, in all honesty. But I, just, I just, just let them go ahead and line up the one seed. Chiefs right. don't have the one seed. Just let them line up that. Right. Let them line that the up Dolphins. and then figure out what the Dolphins got to do. Give would the Dolphins two holes down the stretch. Would you rather have the Dolphins as the two seed or the Bills as the two seed? To be honest with you, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, both of them, there's threats. Obviously, the way two is playing, Josh Allen's playing. Jalen Waddle is a little bit banged up for the Dolphins, though. His, what's his playing status? You seen the latest on Jalen Waddle? Uh, I have not. I know he didn't practice yesterday. Yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that because you never know if they're gonna play or not. He's got two more days um, to pick that up. But Tyreek, I don't think he's quite 100. I mean, percent He's gonna play through it. That ankle, he's gonna play through it. I mean, it looked a lot worse than I think it ended up being. But uh, Miami, uh, Miami's an interesting team because they got that uh, chip off their shoulder with beating the team with the winning record, like when they beat the Cowboys. Like they get that confidence when that happens. But that's the other thing, too. Do you want them to get a lot of confidence down the stretch? Do you want them to beat the Ravens and then try to beat the Bills to finish off the season and get all that confidence? But again, the Ravens, you might as well concede that's going to be the number one seed. And then you just hope for an upset in the first round. Or the second round, because they wouldn't play the first week. They'd be the only team with the bye. Man, the Chiefs need that bye week so bad. Why, so bad. That's why this week's so important, because you kind of give yourself the bye week. It would be a self-made bye week with the uh, Chargers. Game. Which is fine. 
And if if they won, they would brag about it. On who cares? You, you got to get right. past that. Because like, think about this. Everyone, I, I, me and my brother were talking about this. Is when the Chiefs they had to do the two seed one other time, but that time it was a buy still for the two seed, and the Ravens had the one seed. But you can, and they took the double buy. Remember that they took themselves to the double. Buy. I don't like doing the double buy thing, where you rest in the last week and then you have the buy again because you got the one seed or the two seed. I like giving yourself a single buy. I've always been skeptical about resting at the end because you don't want to lose that momentum. If you have momentum being gained, like right. if they went out today at this weekend and crushed the Bengals, you know, to get that momentum going forward. But with this team, I think the rest is the most important thing. Well, if you if you feel like there's momentum, maybe you play them like the first quarter or something then. And so you can give them a little bit of like, okay, hey, we're going to play you a quarter or two, but you don't want to play them the full game. I think you take this defense against Easton Stick and like, go, ahead, go for it, Easton. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you try to get Easton Stick running in the game, but it, it's big. And the other thing, too, with this Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos thing, that, that's really interesting is the real storyline that's being missed is the fact that the only reason that they're in this trouble anyway is trying to catch the Chiefs. This division is still paying the price for trying to catch Kansas City. And now the Chargers are going to be looking for a new coach. Hit the reset button. The Raiders, they still don't have a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. And Aiden O'Connell, who's starting for him now, is not the answer for the Raiders. I know Aiden's looked okay at times, but do you really want to bank on a quarterback that did not complete a pass in three quarters in a game? Is that really something you want to bank on going forward? If that's what they want to do, that's fine. Uh, Listen, I think Antonio Pierce is going to get that head coaching job, and I think he's a fine head coach. Uh, That team has really responded to him. That's great. He should get that job. But we're seeing a lot of reset buttons being hit in this division. Oh, for sure. And That's why the Chargers would stand out over everybody else because of Herbert. Well, exactly. And we're talking about, like, injuries and resting. Uh, a big thing that I don't think no one's really talking about, I thought to myself, I thought Jake Browning and Joe Burrow weren't going to be, like, Joe Burrow wasn't going to be that big of a problem being missed because he had the weapons. Jamar Chase was out Saturday when they played the Steelers. He has not practiced at all. He didn't practice last week, and he didn't practice yesterday. So he hasn't practiced uh, at all in two weeks almost. So that would be a huge loss for the Bengals if he doesn't go Sunday against the Chiefs. T. Higgins, man. Everybody wants T. Higgins next year with the Chiefs. Well, that's fine, but, I mean, you put LeJarrius Sneed on that. You you have one less wide receiver to worry about. You got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. That's it. That's why, that's why the Chiefs need to do whatever they can to bring back Sneed. Usually I'm you know kind of skeptical about things like that. But seriously, though, that guy means everything to this defense. He is the guy that you put out there to shut down their best weapon. Oh, and for he sure. Does. For no sure. touchdowns given up this year when he's targeted. But that's that's the guy that you need in a quarterback-driven AFC. Because it's going to come down. That's why I always, when you look at who's going to win which playoff games, you always go with the team with the loaded quarterback. Always go with the guy that's in that situation. But anyway, thanks a bunch to uh, Gene Battaglia from uh, ESPN Rochester for joining us today. John Kurtz, that'll be in here tomorrow for a couple of hours, uh, our K-State insider. There'll be a lot of fun there wrapping up the Pop-Tart Bowl uh, with you there. Enjoyed him and, of course, uh, Nate Taylor as well. Who do you like today's games? Who do you like in today's games? There's the college football games and then Thursday night. Uh, well, I like the Browns, obviously, against the Jets for the NFL. Okay. Um, mm, I'll go SMU. The, I like SMU. They barely didn't make the uh, as the uh, team that would sneak in to the because uh, they took liberty. Yeah, right. Being right. a New Year's Six game, SMU's eleven win team, Boston College six win team. 
But again, when you, you have two and three weeks off and you have the transfer portal and guys holding up for the NFL, you never know. Rutgers in Miami, give me Chiano's Rutgers. Scarlet I was about to say, Knights. give me the Scarlet Knights. Yeah, I don't know how much Miami will care about this game and give me Kansas State. Tonight over NC State, Avery Johnson is going to be a ton of fun to watch. Oh, I can't wait to watch Avery Johnson. And it's so exciting that it's actually at 545. It's not at 445. You get early. I mean, it's not that 830 crap where I had been like dreading to go to bed or watch the game. Except that 815 after this game is a really, really good game. Oh, yeah. Arizona, Arizona, Oklahoma. I know. I'm going to dread it. Do I do I stay up and watch it and take the consequences for tomorrow morning or I don't know. Do you stay up late? Well, I usually do, but not when I have to get up early like I have been to be with you. You stayed and watched Kansas the other night. I didn't, I didn't watch all of it. Oh, you didn't? Nope. Huh? You've been getting up here early. You've been getting up here real early. I've I have been, been getting up here early. I, you got to be up here early. You got to have energy. Tomorrow's Friday. You I, wearing your red? Huh? You, got better, you better wear red tomorrow. I, I, I don't participate in things like that. Okay. I just right. never have. <sighs> Boring. I don't double logo either. Okay. I always wear shorts, shorts sweatshirts. Yep. I'm a pretty boring individual, to be honest with you. Except you take your girls on a first date to the gas station. I've done that. I keep things simple, JT. Be simple. Be simple, be you, Bink. That way you don't set expectations. I like it. I like it. Never want to set expectations, my friend. Anyway, Sean Levine, he's in for Alex Gold today and Cody Tapp. He and Drew Nixon. Drew Nixon, speaking of Bengals, back here. Um... For Cody and Gold, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.